Betches Media presents. Madam Speaker, Madam Vice President. You want to hang out with us? And get your vaccine. Vaccine, vaccine. And so I went to Human Resources. There are some things I just can't tell you uh, on air. The Betches Sub Podcast. A woman's problem, if you will. Hello, I'm Brian Russell-Smith. I'm Millie Tamaris. And this is the Betches Sub Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. Joining us today is Betches' own Fat Carrie Bradshaw from The Bachelor. hey Hey. Hey, bitches. Sorry, <laughs> I, had to, I didn't have my recorder on. Oh, no. <laughs> but that's okay, because here we are. I'm a mess, coming in hot as I always do. How are you? Good. Amanda is out today, so we thought we would bring in the real journalist. Um, Thank you. Thank you for calling me that. You know, Amanda always gets these accolades, and I, I no one knows that I have a journalism degree from UCLA. <laughs> oh, God. I was like... <laughs> that's, the, that's the school you chose for that lie? You could have... Northwestern. Oh, Okay, well, I'm not a goddamn journalist. I don't know the best school to go for journalism. Mm. Did you major in that sunny Odi? I forgot the name. Onianta, right? Yes, Suni Onianta. Suni. Millie never remembers it. (laughs) I remember that it's a Native American name with that starts with an O. So I'm close, Um, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I I went for um, communications and English lit. That if is, you can believe it. That is basically journalism. Right? It's not that far away. Communications is journalism, if you ask me. Yeah. I mean, same. I feel like not many journalists even have journalism degrees anymore, but that's no, another topic of discover, uh, discussion. So another day, another round of COVID news. Cases are still exploding all around the country. As of this morning, the daily case tally hit 96,036 new cases, and it's really starting to look like a new wave of the pandemic. Amidst the massive uptick of cases, Mayor Bill de Blasio has announced that New York City will require proof of vaccination for most indoor events in the city starting on August 16th. And this makes New York City the first in the U.S. to announce this policy, although others may follow in the coming weeks. So what do you guys think? Excited? Yes, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, same. I'm I'm here for it. Like <laughs> get the fucking vax. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I just think like closing again is just not an option like so many especially in New York City, so many businesses shuttered, so many businesses, like all these people that make a living from live events. And like, oh, you know, we worked really hard. Like we, you know, not that other places didn't, but like a lot of New York City is vaxxed. A lot of, you know, a lot of our performer, you know, just as a performer, I'm really enjoying the like finally start to feel like myself again and doing live shows and the idea of having that taken away because people want quote unquote freedom you know is just like no get vaxxed and if you don't want to get vaccinated that's fine but you can't enjoy a movie or going to the gym or anything Mm -hmm. yeah i i think yeah i think if things were to shut down again there would be just such a uproar like it would be catastrophic. I think the the reaction. So, just get fucking vaccinated. I don't understand the issue. Okay, I, I I'm like, do you eat McDonald's? Do you smoke <laughs> cigarettes? So, Have you ever tried cocaine? <laughs> get the fucking vaccine. I went to I went to the Lady Gaga Tony Bennett 
uh, concert at Radio City Music Hall the other night. It was amazing. That's just the side note. But it did require proof of vaccination to get in already. And there were like protesters. There were like people outside like um, like this is medical segregation. Oh, my God. Um, don't force your chemicals on me. And I'm like, meanwhile, this is coming from a woman with like the most bleach blonde hair I've ever seen in my life. And I'm like, yeah. you're literally like shoving peroxide yeah. through your pores <laughs> on your scalp every like two weeks and you won't get this shot. Also, like if your kid doesn't get like a chicken pox vaccine, they can't go to school. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that's just the name of the game. So if you don't want to get vaccinated, stay the fuck home. Yeah. If you don't want to get vaccinated, stay home. And then it's also like, when I th- sorry, Brian, I thought you were going in the direction of like Lady Gaga has like a very serious pre-existing. Doesn't she have like fibromyalgia? She has fibromyalgia, and, and Tony Bennett is ninety-five years old. Exactly. Like- so it's like that's you're oh, putting. That's true. Yeah, you're putting. You don't. You're not entitled to put performers at risk because you made a choice for yourself. Like choices have consequences. You know what I mean? So it's like nobody's obligated to host especially private businesses so i'm really i'm really interested to see like i know like a lot of places have been like quote unquote proof of vaccination but i really hope that they start like really enforcing it it sucks though because like it, it, it does put stuff on the like low income, you know, the entry level workers and stuff that have, you know, to enforce it. But I feel like if everybody enforces it hard, like we can actually make some progress and set the path, you know, an example for the rest of the country. Yeah. So enforcement of the policy will begin on September 13th. And this includes indoor dining, going to the gym, attending a movie, etc. This policy will not accept a negative COVID test. You have to show proof of vaccination to be allowed to participate in public indoor gatherings. Um, So de Blasio said, if you are unvaccinated, unfortunately, you will not be able to participate in many things. The policy is called the key to NYC pass. And in his words, it's simple. Just show it and you're in. However, there are some concerns raised about privacy implications of the policy. Um, like we said, again, I don't understand because you have to get vaccinated to do other things. It's a public health crisis. Uh, privacy researchers. Yeah. Yeah. My thing, like, I'm like, if you want to live off the grid, then go live off the grid. Mm -hmm. Like, but you're in New York city. You're not off the grid. So get the vaccine, do everything else you have to do. You have to abide by laws and shit. Like we don't live in a place that you can just there's too many people Do literally whatever you want it's not the fucking purge so like if you want to not get the vaccine go live off the grid i can show you a lot of documentaries that'll tell you how to live a subsistence love lifestyle into well, the wild yeah well the thing is too that like what fucking privacy concerns right there's like so many holes in that argument first of all the only thing showing proof of vaccination does is showing your birth date which you have on your driver's license or any id to get into a lot of fucking places anyway and then it shows that you got two like that you got a pfizer shot two day, you know in two days that's not a violation of privacy second of all you're like these people are getting misinformation on youtube misinformation on facebook both of those things require you to turn it you know your email your date of birth sometimes your home address and you know facebook is even more intrusive because it is literally selling your data of what you look at and what just for ads so it's like your privacy is already violated now there are actually some 
privacy concerns in the you know that can be made up not about vaccination but about like ai and like facial recognition software and all that shit that like we should be having conversations about privacy and tech but not a fucking vaccine card you need to get over yourself ask that's what i'm saying it's this it's the same people who like do the look how old I would look in 50 years uh, exactly. on Facebook who's like selling their face and their uh, DNA to 23andMe for their like parents birthday <laughs> present and stuff yeah, and then won't show a vaccine card like get over it I'm, I'm like I have no time for those and like t- the people who like can't be vaccinated for medical reasons this puts them in a um, worse position yeah. because so many people that could just get vaccinated aren't and then now they can't do anything because of the other people who won't get vaccinated by choice it's also fucking up kids kids going back to school because mm-hmm. still under 12 you can't get vaccinated and that's a lot mm-hmm. of and, and so that's fucking up their parents lives too because mm-hmm. like so it's just it's just like a really selfish thing to do to not get vaccinated it's just really selfish and you know like i was saying a few like i think last week or something that like a lot of people in my life you know some people are like i don't know i don't trust vaccines which you know i don't know how we're going to reach them but there are just some people who are like and vaccines are for old people I won't get it unless it's mandatory. And it's just kind of like, yeah, like I bet you there are people who will get vaccinated like now because yeah. they also, have, you know. People are totally. still taught like waiting for the FDA to approve it like officially. And I, I like, it's really, that's what's going to change your mind. So like, I don't know why the FDA just hasn't done that yet. But also like, I'm just thinking about how my television, I have a smart TV that's listening to me. My phone mm-hmm. in my pocket yeah. is literally always listening to me. So, well, mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. I'm like, unless you want to commit to it and like literally move off the grid completely, mm-hmm. you they have our information. Like, you post like, on everyone's it, wall for their birthday <laughs> and you yeah. share selfies yeah. of yourself on, on Instagram when it's your birthday. So, like, and it already has facial recognition of like, do you want to tag this person? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, think of the things it can do. It, like TikTok can completely transcribe what mm-hmm. you say. Mm-hmm. Like, 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 like the g- five seconds. Game's over. Okay. <laughs> like, if if the Big Brother wants to get you, they got you already. So. Oh, but the thing d- about FDA approval, um, too, is like, I'm not sure what's taking. You know what they have to do. Like, I think le- like um mm-hmm. some actual time tested like test but once it gets fda approval what that does is we'll make it like a legal requirement of like now that it has been approved by our government now private business like now everyone has a leg to stand on to actually require it to get in you know like i think that's the same thing with like the polio vaccine and all this stuff like they all have to get fda approved to be able to actually be required like Mm. even though now people are winning cases you know of like you know people would sue like you can't make me get vaccinated to go into whatever and then private company you know like norwegian cruise lines for example like they're like actually we can you know but having the fda approval will give a stronger leg to stand on you know and and make it so like it's kind of blanket like now no one can really sue companies or private businesses or any entity for requiring a vaccine that's been approved by our government mm. 
Here, here. So meanwhile, in Florida, Governor Ron DeSantis has signed an executive order banning mask mandates for children in schools. Schools that defy these orders will be at risk of losing their state that funding. That is the craziest <laughs> shit I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah. So he also called the, the policy in New York of requiring proof of vaccination a biomedical security state. Okay. That infringes on the values of a free society. This is all while his state has hit a new record for COVID hospitalizations, hitting almost 12,000 hospitalizations on Tuesday. One out of five cases in the U.S. are in Florida. DeSantis responded with, our hospitals are open for business. We're not shutting down. Wow, that is a fucked up thing to say. I I, I didn't read it until I said it. (laughs) if, If you watch the news of like, there i was watching something and it's like they were interviewing the nurses at the hospital in florida and she was like i don't even know why we're bothering to test all these people they have it Mm -hmm. (laughs) she's like why are you waiting in line you have it spoiler alert good Mm -hmm. luck like and you know it's once you have it you're gonna wish you had the vaccine and uh, whatever i mean millie you're from florida so it must hit a little harder well it's just honestly like ron DeSantis has a vaccine everyone in his life has is vaccinated you know mm-hmm. he's trying to be and the reality is that republicans the way that they get people to vote for them is not by their actual policies it's by culture wars like banning trans people from sports or gay marriage that's what because if they actually talked about their tax policies they wouldn't get anyone because no one wants to fucking fund billionaires like they do. Yeah. So the reality is Ron DeSantis is second in line after Trump, you know, for all these crazy Trumpers. So his whole political strategy is to do the most reactionary, fucked up, like, shit and, like, exploit people who are, like, quote, unquote, freedom. You know what I mean? And the, and the thing is that, like, who's fucking suffering for that? Like, low-income people, black and brown people and all that stuff. But then... The thing that was disappointing to me and like really shifted and changed how I view about, th- you know, when I went home, I would I went home like once or twice during this pandemic. And it really does come from the top down. Like if the, the state and local government are not saying like how important are not closing things are not showing like the gravity that trickles down to even people who aren't Republican think that it's not as big of a deal because everything's open and all this stuff, you know? And um, it's hard for them to reconcile how serious it is if nobody at the top cares. So I think um, it's just fucking unfortunate that, like, people can't see through his shit. It's unfortunate that, like, he has to use literally people's lives and people are dying because he wants to be president one day that he's not going to win legally, you know, if he does win because they're going to cheat anyway. It's just really fucking discouraging. And it's discouraging, first of all, that he became governor um, when Andrew Gillum, like, almost won because they didn't count, like, two black-ass county, like, county votes so it's just like it's so fucked up like all of it yeah and Ron DeSantis is evil well it's it's he's either running in 2024 for re-election or he's running to be president basically just waiting to see what Trump is going to do um but also just the idea of you know he is infringing on people's rights by in small businesses by not allowing them to operate their business that the way they would want to if a business if a business wants for people to for their customers to wear masks inside their doors that should be their right and so he's actually infringing upon 
They're right. We all know your hair and skin can sway your mood and impact your day in ways you can't underestimate. Sometimes what starts as a bad hair day quickly turns into a bad everything else day. I'd never found beauty products that really understood my needs, but ever since I switched to custom hair and skin routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits. Healthier hair and skin, yes, but beyond that too. Since I started using pros, I've noticed consistently healthy hair. Even with all I put it through with the heat tools and the hairsprays to get this pompadour sky high, it smells great, it looks fancy on the shelf, and I like that it has my name right on it. This formula is made for V. Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. From millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely yours or mine. And Pros isn't just better for you. It's better for the planet. They're a certified beacon cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool, which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin that they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription at pros.com slash feverdream. So get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash feverdream. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash feverdream. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. Whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of the things I like to buy on Etsy have little dachshunds on them or are four dachshunds. Dottie's got a whole litany of new sweaters and harnesses and all kinds of fun stuff that we get lots of compliments on when we're out on walks. A gifting moment is always just around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. So switching gears in other news about people perhaps getting a job without demerits, a new short film called The Right Way was announced that certainly has a lot of children of famous people in it. So the film is directed by Destry Spielberg of Steven Spielberg, uh, Steven Spielberg's daughter. He wouldn't name his kid Destry. Destry. It's, it's, it seems like it's, or Destry, um, it seems like it's missing a vowel. Uh, it, it was written by <laughs> Owen. <laughs> it was written by Owen King, um, Stephen King's son, and it stars Hopper Penn, Sean Penn's, oh, Hopper Penn, Sean Penn's son. Um, Brian Darcy James is also in it. Uh, yeah, so in reaction to this, Franklin Leonard, founder of The Blacklist, tweeted out a link to the announcement saying, Hollywood's a meritocracy, right? Ben Stiller then got involved in the conversation, um, inserting himself where, you know, Sometimes I'm just like, why don't people just stay quiet? But anyways, well, Ben Stiller, I'm like, he like so clearly saw it and was butthurt because I can't believe I just said butthurt, but yeah. I'm still going with it. Um, butthurt is a thing. And he, he was like, because he also yeah is a product of nepotism. yeah. His parents are mm-hmm. Jerry Stiller and like famous comedic actors Jerry Stiller and Anna Mira. Um, and he said, too easy people working, creating. Everyone has their path. 
wish them all the best. Um, Ours is just much easier. Yeah. <laughs> everyone like, respects the path. Like, yeah, we all, everyone has their path. Theirs is just like from exit one to exit two. And ours is from exit one to uh, the end of the fucking highway. Who knows? 99, 100. This article made me like irate. And then Destry's tweets really oh, just wait. made me want to fucking rip a head so off. So she responded to all of this in a tweet that she's now deleted. She said, I am just a young aspiring filmmaker who admires the art of cinema. Hmm. People. People can argue nepotism, but I know deep down that I worked hard to get where I am. And it wasn't easy. Beyond proud of this film and proud of the team it took to make it. So it's just like it was. And I think she said female filmmaker also, right? She did as a young, aspiring female filmmaker. Girl. The last name of the most famous filmmaker of our time. Like, I think anyone literally it's like if there was someone with the most privilege in the entire world to become a director, it would be this person. Yeah. Like I, I was thinking about how great Steven Spielberg was the other day. Cause his, his, it's true. It's insane how many amazing movies he's made of different kinds and calibers. So like, obviously he, he like, like it's just true, but like, it is as people who are aspiring people in the business, it can, it can be very frustrating. And I'm sure you've all seen it firsthand. Yeah. I think that, you know, well, what was interesting to me about the argument, it, well, basically like Franklin lettered, you know, his whole thing is like trying to increase diversity in um, film and TV. And like, that's what the blacklist does. It's like a screenwriting, um, which someone here has multiple scripts that have gotten super high scores on the blacklist. But, yes. Oh, who could we be talking about? <laughs> well, so um, it's also about getting, it's about diversity behind the camera, not just in yeah, front Yeah, not of. just in front, exactly. So um, the thing about meritocracy, which is something that I personally like, when people say that, like, I don't think meritocracy exists. Like it's, no. you know, and then the thing is that like, because because what Franklin Leonard's point was, which is what I agree with, is like if meritocracy exists, then why are there why is there no diversity behind the camera? Like why is it mostly mm-hmm. made up of white people? And and then like it puts those people into like a kind of circular thing of like, well, they're the best. And it's like, no, but you can't believe that. You can't believe that there are only good, straight, white, mostly male, like editors, directors, cameramen, whatever, you know? And I think also it's just like acknowledging that, well, first of all, the thing is that like, it's not even a feature film, right? It's a short film, but like the thing, the reason why they got so much press is because they, they're kids of famous people. Well, also they sent out a press release. Like that's the thing that they were like, like, so obviously someone, one of their probably parents, PR people hooked them up with, was it like, like deadline or something? One of those like big, Hollywood yeah. press. So like, like what short film has a press mm-hmm. release? Unless, exactly. Like, like a- exactly. Yeah, but it's also like Steven Spielberg could literally text a hundred people in his phone and, and get any of his kids a job, you know, like it's just so, and, and it carries through in everything. I think in the con, like, it's not just, um, entertainment like any job like Mm -hmm. a finance job i mean if you don't 
it's familial and then like friends of the family obviously mm-hmm. you know like like it's it, of course you want steven spielberg to like you mm-hmm. so you're gonna give his kid a job so that steven spielberg likes you and then the next time steven spielberg needs someone you know like and it takes it's, away it's from the just, people who don't have the same opportunities who may be better suited for those jobs i mean i also think that there is such a long like repercussions of nepotism that people don't that you can't even like feel or see because you don't know what's going to happen generations from now like you look at andrew like for example andrew cuomo's father was governor for three terms Mm -hmm. um now he's governor for three terms planning on running for a fourth has no intention of resigning despite all the fucked up shit that's happening meanwhile his brother is a lead anchor on cnn and like the amount of power influence that these people had just because their father was someone so it it, it just leads to children of like accomplished people to like who are lack experience and maybe mediocre to be better off in society and having more influence and saying like doing like like not being able to relate to real people and like having the influence to say things are easy and they're not like i just always think of like if you went to one of those like like award shows and asked like raise your hand if you had a famous parent it would just be so frustrating to see and it's just so fucking hard and those people are there just based off of that it's you know well and i think that this is like a thing about privilege too which is like you know just because like it's like just because your parents have you know are famous or something doesn't mean that you've never had anything difficult happen to you yeah that doesn't mean that you've never had to work hard or anything like that but it does mean that you had an easier time and that you get in the door you know what i mean and people are like you know uh connections and i you know i think this is true connections can get you in the door but your hard work keeps you there but the thing is that getting to the door is fucking like 80 percent of the thing like by the time you have gotten there you know and have gotten the first opportunities or whatever like so many people have been filtered out of the game because it's fucking hard to even get to the point where you are even being considered for things you know and yeah like it's i have so many friends who've like had callbacks and like for roles that would have changed their fucking lives. And then it goes to an actress whose dad is already famous. Yeah, you know? the, the, the trailer comes out and it's like Meryl Streep's daughter. Oh, that, that happened to me already. Like, I'm fucking Lily Collins. Phil Collins' daughter. Yeah, exactly. It was supposed to be Lily in Paris. But that isn't. Is that really Phil Collins' daughter? Yeah. That is so insane. I didn't know that. But my, like, Dan Levy, I use this example all the time because he looks like me and I feel like I'm going to lose a career because of him. Um, I don't think so. If he, he won an Emmy for best writing and then in his, his speech said, thank you to my dad. I had never written anything before this. Oh, Jesus hey, my fucking God. Christ. And I'm like, let me just go ahead and nosedive uh, face first. I didn't out know of that. My yeah. The, but, even that whole thing is like that whole series would not have been made if it wasn't I know. for and the his thing dad. is people are like people are like but Shit's Creek I'm like Shit's Creek is so good yes but it nobody would have listened yeah. if yeah Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara weren't on board and if Dan Levy and I both were up for that role and didn't have 
parents, I would have gotten it, and I, I'll die on that. Yeah, well, of I'll die on would. that. I had a new one that bummed me out that I didn't realize. I was listening to a podcast with J.J. Abrams. Both of his parents were film producers in Hollywood, and I was like, I thought that this big director was another one that I was like, yeah, he no. made it. He got Star Wars, Star Trek started from nothing. Like, fuck. <laughs> nobody starts and- from nothing. That's the thing, is that nobody starts from nothing. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Even, you know what I mean? Like, even people who quote unquote started from nothing. Even, like, Jeff Bezos had rich parents. That's the, and that's the fucking thing, right? Is that these, like you were saying earlier, to reiterate your, your point, Brian, is that these people continue to go on and have influence and, and are in positions of power and they are skewed. They have their fucking worldview of like, this is, yeah, I worked hard and I this and like anybody who doesn't get to where I am hasn't worked hard enough without fucking knowing that they hit a home run on third base like yeah. they started their life on third base and then when they made it to home and then there's people who are fucking in the dugout or on first base like what the fuck and then they're like well why can't you get you know what i mean and this is not and like again this is just we're just talking about people's rich parents. We're not even talking about race or class or religion or sexual orientation because those are other fucking factors that make it imp- really difficult to succeed in the entertainment world. But if we're mm-hmm. just talking about nepotism, yeah, of course. Like, And then the, the, these people are so skewed into thinking that everything's a meritocracy and it's just not. Yeah. And regardless of even if um, what's her name Destry yeah. uh, Spielberg like even if her dad was not a director say Steven Spielberg was just had the money he had and wasn't mm-hmm. famous she still would have such like if if you're not having to work a day job mm-hmm. and if you're not having to to work at a restaurant at night like how many comedians do we know who have rich parents who get on things because they've never had to have a job so they put all of their time and focus into whatever they want while living in a luxury building right next to where you go for auditions whereas we're hauling in from you know far out in brooklyn and working fucking 50 hours a week Mm -hmm. at random jobs just to support paying for our own comedy show you know Mm -hmm. like it's just at the end of the day life's not fair (laughs) and and it's and you know it's not fine it's not okay you know and and there are a lot of people like franklin lettered like us that are work you know that's something that i want to work for and like work towards to make it easier for other people but we can't work and change and, and and um and make things better for people in the future if we don't acknowledge what the reality is and we don't acknowledge the truth. And and that's the thing is like, as long as they're, you know, as long as Ben Stiller is like, I were, you know, blah, 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 you know, like if yeah. you're in denial, you can't fucking change anything. Because Ben Stiller is talented and really, really funny and clearly a hard worker. I think he's funny and he had his own television show that, you know, like really early on. And I it's just, but just being aware of being like, oh yeah, well, my obviously my parents were famous. Like I just like it's just like such a weird thing for him to get involved. Well, there's like a lot of talk that he's like really difficult to work oh, with. Oh really? Well, and I, work for. I've heard he's a dick from like friends that have I mean, met him. In that's not shocking, just, I guess. In like restaurants and stuff. No, well, like I've heard people who worked for him, and he's like really a really difficult boss. But it's like, mm. yeah, you can be a really difficult boss if you've never had to work, if you've never had an entry level job. Yeah. Where you've never had you to. Have no compassion. Yeah, exactly. Like, 
It's like you don't see like I don't know the you don't like when you like when you're born into like the palace. You don't see how good it looks on like, the outside. I used to, I when I, when I worked at the restaurant, I would wait on the cast of girls like all the time together. Uh-huh. And Allison Williams used to take her off her shoes and sit with her bare feet up like on the booth or on. Ugh. And oh, it's like how this is obviously someone who was raised by rich people who are famous who no one's ever told her don't put your bare feet up yeah in a restaurant because and even then like uh the manager said to me like go tell her to take her feet down and i'm like you go tell her to take yeah. her feet down and she's like but she, no she's allison williams well, and i'm like yeah exactly no one's telling this bitch what to do because exactly I've noticed that sometimes rich people have like like that have like really weird bad manners about certain things. Like some guy I knew I know who grew, like grew up very wealthy, not biz- like like Hollywood esque at all. He just like clips his fingernails and toenails anywhere at the dinner table, oh. like in public. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? He like wasted. I'm like that you can't do that in public. That's awful. You can't buy class. <laughs> Money can't buy you class, honey. We all dread the what should we have for dinner question. I mean, I know I do. I love a home-cooked meal, but I don't always have the time, energy, or groceries to make it happen. Being able to feast on a delicious meal without the long prep and cook times is what drew me to Home Chef over the other guys. Home Chef's meals are effortless, so I can spend less time trying to be Top Chef and more time watching it. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes, Home Chef has you covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Home Chef has over 30 options a week and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you never have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and and of course, free shipping on your first box. Just go to homechef.com slash fever dream. That's homechef.com slash fever dream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard that right. Homechef.com slash fever dream must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. 
Now it's time for our buzzworthy news segment brought to you by Dame. Putting the buzz in all the right places. Their toys for sex are making the world a happier place, one vulva at a time. Today's buzzworthy news headline is that Rihanna's a billionaire. According to Forbes, Rihanna's fortune is about $1.7 billion, second only to Oprah as the wealthiest female entertainer. Most of her wealth is not from her music, but from the fashion company she founded. And right now, Fenty Beauty is valued at $2.8 billion, and Rihanna owns about 50% of that. And she also owns 30% of Fenty Savage, which is the lingerie company, and that's worth about $1 billion. What's even crazier about this is that Rihanna's only 33 years old. Oh, goodness gracious. I know. I'm like, <laughs> I, see, this is the shit, though. Like, it's such a difference in hearing that Rihanna's a billionaire and that Kim Kardashian's a billionaire. Like, like I heard Rihanna's a billionaire and you're like, fuck yes. Yeah. Like, you know. Like, same thing with Oprah. I'm like, you know, be as rich as you want and, like, you know, and now Rihanna's go for it. only second, only second richest female entertainer to oprah Mm -hmm. i wonder if it's female entertainer of like if like kylie is not technically an entertainer but also like if you think about it rihanna has been working like forever when did when did mr dj come out on the replay like yeah she was like 15 or 16 so she's been like you know it's like oh she's an album a year old yeah, no, she's only 33 years old, but but even to get to where Pond the Replay is playing internationally, that had to take at least a few years as well. So she's probably been working for 20-something years um, on, you know, her whole thing. And then again, it wasn't until she diversified her portfolio into lingerie that, you know, it also makes you feel good because it's like, her her companies are super inclusive like they mm-hmm. really yes. they really made a point of like being size inclusive inclusive of different skin colors and all that stuff um men women people with different gender expressions you know so th- this is like it, it, it feels different than like you know and it feels like else. she has no um even like in her fashion shows like if you've watched her fashion mm-hmm. show specials on amazon like she works so hard all of her people seem to like genuinely love her so much Mm -hmm. and and she also seems very like it doesn't seem like rihanna and then everyone Mm -hmm. else like she seems like very like knows to go to this person for this Mm -hmm. and this person for this isn't like too prideful Mm -hmm. and and then yeah like even she has in her fashion shows like drag queens she has um amputees Mm -hmm. she has anything you can imagine she has real housewives in her Mm -hmm. like i i couldn't love rihanna more she also like dms the contestants from drag race and housewives and every other like reality i just want to smoke a blunt with rihanna so bad i can't even talk about it i believe that one day you will yeah Uh, but you know she is now on a very short list of black billionaires in the u.s which includes michael jordan tyler perry and of course oprah which is also funny. What is also funny about this is that even with $1.7 billion, her wealth is only 0.8% of gold hoarding dragon Jeff Bezos's net worth. But how can we continue to say all billionaires are bad if Rihanna is one of them? 
I don't know. I mean, okay. Personally, I feel like you should pay more in taxes. She should just pay more in taxes. She should pay more in taxes for sure. (laughs) But like, right? I think like um, what I what I've like learned. So somebody like Jeff Bezos, like he has a lot of money. Like that's like obviously like not even argued. But like these net worth things are crazy because it's just like yeah maybe all of her stocks and all her properties if she cash in but like actual like cash in hand is probably not that much and then she has mm-hmm. to pay a lot of people you know i think one time on tiktok this actress i forgot i don't know her like i've never i think she was in game of thrones or something but she goes you know she said online like oh her net worth is like one million dollars or two million dollars she's like okay first of all i have to have like pay two rents i have to pay like stylists i have to pay makeup artists i have to pay all this shit like it's like running a business you know 10 percent to, like, to the manager 10 percent to the agent yeah so it's just like i wonder how much of the you know and it's 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 also like this is why kanye west argues every year because he's like you guys aren't really valuating my shit like as as much as like you should you know you know what i mean so i'm like i wonder how much yeah. of this 1.7 is like actually like cash on hand which is probably not that much well yeah i mean i'm sure she's much better off than um any of us oh, no. uh, she's better off than she- any of us <laughs> yeah but she uh i saw a video of her like five years ago buying her mom a house and she like told her mom that she was coming to an interview with Oprah at Oprah's house. So her mom like flew there to be interviewed by Oprah's house. And then when she got there, Oprah was like, it's actually not my house. It's your house and whatever. Um, But Rihanna is just someone who like really did build herself from the ground up Mm -hmm. in Barbados. Yeah. yeah, Which is not a rich country. No. So it's like, it's, it's definitely more inspiring than hearing that like, yeah, Kylie Jenner got a billion dollars because she's pretty. Kylie Jenner's worth 1.3 what I think. 1.3. Which is less. It's less. But also like Rihanna on herself, like she has 50% in, in Fendi Beauty and then 30% in Fendi Savage. But she herself is a company, like a brand, like, Mm -hmm. like, as a person, she's a corporation. So mm-hmm. I would say the $1.7 billion is like the Rihanna corporation is a way to like think about it. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying though. Like is it's probably valued at the shares that she has in all these mm-hmm. companies, not necessarily like she has $1.7 billion in the bank, but it's like all this shit that she owns and stuff. It's like, yeah, like she should pay taxes. And it's like at one end, yeah, like billionaires shouldn't exist. We're right now talking, you know, in a country, like our country's going through like an eviction crisis where like a politician had to sleep on stairs for fucking four or five days to make yeah, sure that they didn't days, yeah. expire, you know, eviction moratoriums. But, um, you know, and then we're talking about billionaires. So it's just kind of like, yeah, like a country that has so many rich people shouldn't have, you know, people sleeping in the streets. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, like you were saying, there are some people who really do work hard and, you know, um, make wise decisions and especially decisions that like, you know, like it was really difficult. Just personally, it was really difficult for me to purchase bras or underwear, you know, like until Savage Fe- that were cute until like mm-hmm. Savage Fenty came around because no one's making like sexy, you know, no one's 
so that's why it just it feels different because like no it's one was good. really like yeah it's for good you know like <laughs> like rihanna it's it's like humanitarian to make me feel sexy yeah <laughs> exactly yeah she's a philanthropist yeah no she's really like the modern mother Teresa, and you know what she used to be a millionaire <laughs> because i have a song that's uh orange leopard print and uh thank you rihanna and of course her lingerie isn't the only thing that makes me feel sexy. You can try Dame at dame.com slash sup. They have a ton of great bundles on their website. Check out all their amazing products there. To feel the buzz, you can try Dame for yourself by visiting dameproducts.com slash sup. You can learn more and take the quiz to find out which vibe or product will be the perfect fit. Plus, all new customers will get 15% off their first order on dameproducts.com slash sub. That's D-A-M-E-P-R-O-D-U-C-T-S dot com slash sub. And until the end of democracy, I'm Millie Tamaris. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And I'm Fat Carrie Spielberg. <laughs> Someone get this woman a job! <laughs> Bye! The Betcha Sup Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to suppod at Betches.com. Betches.